Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Beyonce, you look like Luther Vandross. Ho, but make it fashion. It's Britney Allen. We were rooting for you, Tiffany. We were rooting for you. Welcome to Back Issue, a weekly podcast that revisits formative moments in pop culture that we still think about. Today, we're talking about the folks that do it all. The singers, slash actors, slash fashion icons, slash business owners, slash whoever else decided that being famous for one thing isn't enough. We're going to talk through the careers of three of our favorite multi-hyphenated celebrities and appreciate their ability to do it all. Our co-host today is a multi-hyphy in her own right. She's a best-selling author, a fantastic podcast host, and a world-class Michael McDonald impersonator, Ashley Seaford. How you doing, Ashley? Hello, Josh. I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, just to give you some idea mm-hmm. about how multi-hyphenate I am, I was in the band in high school. I was in theater mm-hmm. in high school. <laughs> I'm starting to see how those things actually just go together. Maybe don't make me a multi-hyphenate. It still counts. It still counts. Let's be real. The word multi-hyphenate can mean so many different things. Like, does it mean singing? Does it mean acting or business? Does it mean grabbing a EGOT? I think it's subjective, Ashley. And one of the special things that can happen when you're watching a multi-hyphy is, is when they get that role where it's like built in a lab for them to show off all of their talents at once. Like, think of a Barbara Streisand and Funny Girl moment. Yes. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? I'll march my band out. It's like, wow, this was created in a lab for her. Absolutely. In my perfect world, every multi-hyphy would get a moment like this one. No Kelly Clarkson. Um, (laughs) Where they get to show off everything that they're good at at the same time. I agree. Now, it's almost time for us to take a deep dive into the career of our first multi-hyphy. But first, it is back issue. Gotta set the mood. 
We're going to start with some multi-hyphy-themed trivia. Oh, okay. Ashley, are you ready? I'm ready. You're going to be given a quote from a movie, a lyric from a song, or an interesting fact. Try to match it with the associated multi-hyphy. Oh, man. All right. I believe in myself. This is multiple choice. Which multi-hyphy sang the lyrics? We're part of the same place. We're part of the same time. We both share the same blood, and we both have the same mind. Bonus points if you know the song and or movie. A. Jennifer Hudson. B. Vanessa Williams. C. Beyonce. D. Lady Gaga. Baby, that's Jennifer Hudson from Dreamgirls. <laughs> okay? Okay? Another song? And I'm telling you, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, yes. of course. We both share the same blood. We both have the same Sing, Effie! Okay, Josh, I have a trivia question for you. Okay, let's do it. This multi-hyphy first got into comedy by telling jokes at an open mic night because his then-girlfriend dared him to. Was it A, Kevin Hart, B, Ben Stiller, C, Marlon Wayans, or D, Jamie Foxx? Okay, so I don't think Ben Stiller has ever done stand-up. I don't think that... Story sounds traumatic enough to be Kevin Hart's origin story. Wow. (laughs) And fair. Am I wrong? Did I lie? You didn't lie. I'm going to have to give you that one. (laughs) Jamie Foxx? It is Jamie Foxx. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Okay, so now it's time to talk about our first celebrity, who just so happens to be Jamie Foxx. It's almost like you planned it this way. He's a comedian. He's a movie star. He has the voice of an angel. We'll get into all these things, but first, Ashley, what does Jamie Foxx represent to you as a multi-hyphy? To me, Jamie Foxx is the epitome of, like, the quietly confident multi-hyphy. Everything that he can do, it feels to me like it just sprang up one day that Mm -hmm. he casually let it drop into some role he was playing. Or he suddenly was going to be in a movie that everybody was like, Jamie Foxx was going to be in what? Right. And then he showed up and showed out Mm -hmm. harder than everybody else. I... Absolutely love J.P. Fox. He's one of the most talented people on the entire planet. To truly understand how he got to where he is now, we're going to go through his career. We'll start with his comedy and his TV shows, move to his music, and land on a few of his movie roles. But first, this is back issue, so let's go back. That's me going back. Jamie Foxx had been playing the piano since he was five years old in Texas. He studied musical performing arts composition at the United States International University. In 1989, he started doing stand-up comedy because he was dared by his girlfriend to get on stage, (laughs) as you said. As we know. So, he changed his name from his government, Eric Marlin Bishop. Sound like one of my uncles. To Jamie Mm Foxx. Okay. Jamie Foxx does sound like a stage name, though. It sure does. 
I've missed the day of, of stage names. I think that's so cool. Me too. Do you think it works like drag names? Do you think that he's like, I'm of the school of Red Fox? Like, that's where he got Fox from? I think that is where he got Fox from, but also that would be amazing. <laughs> and I wish more comedians would identify themselves by the houses they affiliate <laughs> themselves with. I love this. After he won the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition, he landed an audition for In Living Color, which broke him into the world TV comedy. So... Things were on the up and up for Jamie Foxx, right, as a comedian. And in 1994, the same year that he left In Living Color, bam, he releases his first album. It's called Peep This. Not Peep This. <laughs> it was a huge flop, but to be fair... It's hard to cross over from one industry to another. Like, mm -hmm. people just really wanted him to stick to being funny. Anyway, let's talk about the music. Let's talk about the music. Let's get into that. When I think of Jamie Foxx and I think of music, I think of the uncle from the 90s that's singing at the funeral, and you're like, who picked this song? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you singing I'll Make Love to You? At the funeral. At the funeral. Not in the church house. Because his, his his lyrics are a little bit dirty. There's this clip of Emma Stone and Jamie Foxx on the Graham Norton show. And Graham Norton starts reading his lyrics. Lights out like a power outage. Lights out like a power outage. Oh. Oh. So Jamie then starts singing them. And Jamie's voice is so beautiful. So he's singing them. And you can tell halfway through Emma Stone's like... Ugh. Right. <laughs> Hold up, that's nasty. There'll be puddles in the bed, the weatherman say. Yeah, but why were there puddles in the bed? Yeah, wait a minute. Was she an what old lady? What is that? Oh! <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can you say that? I personally love his music. Like, remember the song Blame It from the album Intuition? I remember a very vivid Halloween of 2008 in Santa Barbara. This kid fell down, and this other kid down the street just yelled, Blame it on the ah, 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 oh, alcohol. No. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I'd ever experienced. I do like his music. I, I, I would never say, like, I've never owned a Jamie Foxx album. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Like, I, I wouldn't say that I have necessarily a bunch of Jamie Foxx on my playlist. Mm -hmm. But I think of, like, Jamie Foxx music as something that's fun. And that if somebody mm -hmm. cut it on, I'm not mad at it. You know? And I've always liked him as a singer. I've liked him even from when I was little watching him doing comedy specials. Right. Where he would sing sometimes during the comedy specials. And I knew I loved him singing then. I knew I loved hearing him sing on the Jamie Foxx show. Oh my God. Remember the Jamie Foxx show? Yes. For those of you who don't know, the Jamie Foxx show was a sitcom in the 90s where Jamie Foxx played a struggling musician trying to make it in LA. And he like lives in a hotel that's ran by his aunt and his uncle. And one of my favorite Jamie Foxx moments of all time in that show is a scene where he gets into a jingle off with one of his coworkers and they yes. start singing about the magic of playing white rice. And it will be done, yes. Oh, we're watching Sanford and Son. Play white rice. Play white rice. 
And it's not only that I like his voice, but it's also that, like, you want talented people to win. So, like, yes. I'm like, you know what? I hope you get your win. I hope you, I win, hope you win. Because you deserve, you know what I mean? With all the people out there being given a shot who are obviously not talented at all, it's lovely to see somebody be given a shot when they have the talent and the chops to at least give us something fun. That's all I ask for. Fun. It's, And when you think about, like, the way that his music has influenced his movie choices, mm-hmm. he got the Oscar for Ray where he's playing a singer, right? Yes. It was like what I was talking about earlier with Barbara Streisand. Yes. It, he was able to showcase his abilities not only as an actor, but as a musician, as an impressionist. I would say I appreciate him probably as an actor even more than as a musician. Mm. Um, I know not everybody loves the movie, but I certainly loved him in Django Unchained. Really? They gave him the opportunity to do that leading man playing an original character, and I I love that for him. I think he deserves that. Yeah, me too. All right, Ashley, let's do another multi-hyphy trivia question. What do you have in store for me? I would like you to match these lyrics to the multi-hyphy rapper. Ready to hear it. I rule in favor of the unit with a flavor. We make moves this major. This style coming like a pager. Bonus points if you can name the song. Okay. Is it by A, Nicki Minaj? I know who it is just because of the lyrics, but I don't know what song this is. B, Queen Latifah. C, Will Smith. Or D, Donald Glover. It's Queen Latifah. And I know that from context clues. Like, I feel like I'm taking the SAT. Like, she talked about being in, in charge of Flavor Unit. That's that's Queen Latifah. Yes. But what's the song? What song is that? Moni in the Middle? It ain't. It's Courts in Session. Oh. We make moves this major. Your style comment like a pager. And we don't need that. Feedback. Keep that. I know your crew is off the hook. All right, that was fun. Now I'm ready to, like, deep dive into another career. Let's do it. So, our next celebrity is none other than Miss Keepacheck, Kiki Palmer. And now that I'm here, I can tell you exactly who I am. Baby, I'm Kiki Palmer. (laughs) Ah, we love her. I love Kiki Palmer. My Virgo queen. I've loved Kiki Palmer since I was little. Like, Kiki Palmer's a -a one-of-a-kind talent, and she has been for so long. She's like this weird mixture between like child star and Jennifer Lewis. It's like um it's like Rudy and Ju- <laughs> <laughs> Or even Raven. Raven when Raven Or even Raven, <laughs> yes. Her career has been so personality driven. It has been. Which is so fun to watch. It ha- yes, because she has a delightful personality. Also, she's just like at an age range where her references are current. She yes. she's able to come up with memes off the top of her head. She doesn't know who Dick Cheney is. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. <laughs> and the gag is. Also, her her impression of Angela Bassett that she got to do in front of her. You were laugh. <laughs> you would cheat. 
And I don't want you. I don't, I don't want you. you. I don't want you no more. Yeah! Oh, she's the best. It's like very much like she's the kid whose auntie was like, show them that little dance. And she's like, okay. Yes. <laughs> she starts in Barbershop 2 back in business, 2004. She has a small role where she plays Queen Latifah's niece, right? Yes. And then she has this breakout role in Aquila and the Bee. You know you've made it in the Black community when they refuse to call you by anything other than the role that you had. And not even the last name of the character. They call you Akila and the Bee. <laughs> Akila, what's wrong? I don't want to do the Bee no more. You don't want to do the Bee? Why not? Dr. Larry don't want to coach me no more. Georgia don't want to hang out with me. And all these people are expecting me to win. And it's just too hard, Mama. I want it all. And it's really ironic that in Akilah and the Bee, her mom, Angela Bassett, you know, the one who does the thing, was so well known for this biopic in which she looks nothing like the person she's portraying. Because then Kiki goes and does the same thing in Crazy Sexy Cool, the TLC story, because she plays Chili, but she doesn't look anything like Rosanda. At all. And played her to a T. Down. Pebbles. Rosanda. I know who you are. Well, do you know I can sing too? Oh, really? Rosanda, Won't we're not. you just give me a chance? Chance. She had her own talk show called Just Kiki. It was like Teen Summit, kind of. Yes, I loved it. She had Michael Ely on there and Brandy, and they got to sing The Boy Is Mine. She's really good at talk shows because she went on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan and Sarah Haynes in 2019. She's a guest, right? She is literally so charismatic that they were like, you want to host? You want to work here? (laughs) (laughs) They told her to put her application in before she left. That is wild. Can you start on Monday? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was so excited when I heard that she was going to be a no. Me too. And I loved her in it immediately. Me too. The way she like just trots out on set and starts talking to the people Mm -hmm. about being around the horse, working Mm -hmm. with the horse, what it was going to be like to work with them, telling the little, the black history Mm -hmm. of the farm Mm -hmm. or whatever, her special relationship with her brother. Mm -hmm. I thought she was phenomenal. Mm. I believed her. I believed her the whole time. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs in sequential order to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Look it up. Now, I know you guys know Edward Moorbridge, the grandfather of motion pictures, who took the pictures that created that clip. But does anybody know the name of the black jockey that rode the horse? I just remember thinking, like, finally, like, she's getting a role that, you know, is seen as, like, more of, like, a straight role, like, more of, like, a less of a kid's role. And that's from working with another multi-hyphy, Jordan Peele, right? Yes! Jordan Peele said, quote, Kiki developed this relationship, especially with the Black community, as being a member of our family and being the hardest working member of the family. I think the world is catching up with how capable she is. I've been doing this for a little bit now, and I haven't met another like her. Because there is no one else like her. Period. But still, Kiki Palmer struggled when she tried to cross over from acting to music. Like, 
Listen to what she said in this interview with DJ Suswan. My success in acting came so quickly and so fast. And so when I was younger and people didn't feel that same way about my music, it always hit my ego. And so I, I would see. let it get me down. Well, what would you rather- There's also the Stylecaster article where she talks about how record labels early on exploited her for her already, like, you know, in-place fan base since she's been acting since she was, like, in the womb. Oh. They didn't actually want to promote her music. They just wanted her fans. Ooh. Anyway, she still won because she made her own record label called Big Boss Records. And Ashley, mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on one of the tracks that she made. What would you rate this song that Kiki Palmer released for the show Stars soundtrack? It's called Bossy. Play that. Body cold. Frosty cold. And I'm so. Bossy. And I'm so. Saucy. And my clothes. Cost me clothes. Light for the party. party. Always get it started. Start. And I'm so. Bossy. And I'm hey. so. Hey. Got my own. Got my own. Boo. I can put some cash up if I want. Hey. If I want. Hey. 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 Frosty. And I'm so. What the hell? And I'm so. Saucy. And my clothes. Oh. Oh my God. I'm even more in love. <laughs> like the heat on that sucker. <laughs> My shoulders came alive. Imagine being able to do that, but also play the first Black Cinderella on Broadway. In my own little corner, in my own little chair, I can be whatever I want to be. And, and kill that too. Right. She's so phenomenal. She's such an amazing performer. We barely deserve her if we deserve her at all. All right, Ashley, let's do one more multi-hyphy trivia question. On top of his career as a celebrity, this multi-hyphy also plays the piano, the guitar, and the violin, and he practices transcendental meditation. Is it A, John Legend, B, Hugh Jackman, C, Andrew Garfield, or D, Idris Elba? C. Who is it? Hugh Jackman. Really? It actually kind of makes sense. I didn't know none of that stuff. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to be a hundred, I'm going to keep a hundo P right now. Mm -hmm. I definitely was thinking Hugh Grant. That is my <laughs> fault. I said, Hugh Grant can do what? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, he didn't um, do none of that shit in Notting Hill. So I don't okay. know. But to be fair, I'm pretty sure I only I had the only answer that was a white person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's not my fault. Fair, fair. Yeah, but we got to look at that. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Ashley, we've talked about Jamie Foxx and his hilarious singing ass. We talked about <laughs> Kiki Palmer and her ability to keep a check through any recession. <laughs> I want to bring up one more multi-hyphy for you. And she's kind of like, I know like when people think of like multi-hyphies, they think of like Bette Midler and Cher and stuff. But she's kind of like my OG. Who is this? Vanessa Williams. Oh, we saved the best for gosh. last, girl. <laughs> you win and save the, the best, best for <laughs> She does everything from film to TV to music to fashion. Right. She's the queen of adult contemporary. Oh, we can't talk about adult contemporary until we talk about adult mm. past. Let's think about how she got her start. She's crowned Miss America in 1984. She's the first black woman to win ever. Then these nudes start leaking and she's forced to resign. And the media starts dragging her like crazy. Some people think that all of this publicity helped her career. But according to Vanessa, she lost two 
million in brand deals and sponsorships. I'd be pissed. This is just an awful situation. And had it been anyone that didn't have maybe her talent, they just like would have walked away and just like got a job at the mall. (laughs) You know, or just been somebody's like extremely gorgeous wife and live a life exactly like a a very high class, like lovely life. And Mm -hmm. as amazing and talented as Vanessa Williams is, it took three years for her to be offered a role that she was actually interested in taking. A year later, in 1988, she released her first studio album, The Right Stuff. You remember that? Not the best, you know, mover (laughs) in the world. You can't do everything. Some of the albums that came out when we were younger, mm-hmm. of course, The Right Stuff, which was her debut album in 1988. Save the Best for Last, Running Back to You, that's your song on the comfort zone. Oh, that's my jam. That's the one you love. Um, Save the Best for Last was nominated for Song of the Year. That year, so she is a Grammy-nominated queen, okay? Mm -hmm. Credentials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Silver and Gold in 2004, and The Real Thing in 2009. She's also a film actress. She stars in one of the biggest Black classics of all time, 1997, Soul Food. When's the last time you saw Soul Food? Okay, so the last time I saw Soul Food was when I was trying to show my husband the movie Soul Food. And for those of y'all who don't know, my husband is white, which I don't apologize for. I just explained that we were in our 20s and we got together during the Obama year. (laughs) Um, I tried to show him Soul Food and he couldn't couldn't make it. Too much was happening in the movie. It was really dysregulating for him, um, how these people were suffering. And then mm-hmm. at, a, at a certain point, he he went, man, they didn't. He was like, this happened, this happened. They took Big Mama's leg. The next thing you know, somebody's going to die. Right. And I just didn't. I stayed quiet. And then he realized that Big Mama was going to die. And he was just like, turn it off. I can't do this. <laughs> so <laughs> quick, quick refresher. So Soul Food is the, is the story of a Black American family that lives in Chicago. There's mm-hmm. three sisters, Bird, Terry, and the other one that Vivica Fox plays. <laughs> Terry is the one that's played by Vanessa Williams. She's the responsible mm-hmm. one. She's a lawyer. She wears ascots. And yes. everyone always is coming to her for money because everyone else is broke. Right. I remember being little and thinking that she was the villain because she's the mean one. She's holding the purse strings. She's acting like screwed. She doesn't want to have no fun. But then I forgot the cousin had sex with her husband. Sure did. Which re- leads to one of the best scenes in black cinema, which is Vanessa Williams saying, Fuck the family! The family, I love the family in my house. You know what? The family fucked my husband. Her picking up a knife and chasing her husband out into the middle of the party where everybody can see. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about what? Fuck you! Cinema. Should have stuck him. Another movie that comes out around the same time, three years later in 2000, is called A Diva's Christmas Carol. Let's take a moment, okay? Let's, let's, we have to. Let's take a moment to sit with A Diva's Christmas Carol, my favorite holiday film. You know, you don't actually have to dump that toxic waste down my throat to make it look like it's snowing in here. 
Perhaps they didn't teach you that at the Academy de la Minimum Wage. Je ne comprends pas, là. Bitch. She is this really beautiful, wonderful, um, celebrated diva who goes around the world touring, but she is not good to her staff. She is not good to her fans. And all she cares about, baby, is that money. Mm -hmm. Until some ghosts come to visit her. Oh, my God. And also, she she was in a group in the 80s. Yes. And... One of the girls from her girl group dies, and it's Chili from TLC. Yes, it is. They have this song, probably like my favorite fake song from a movie. Yes. And it's called Heartquake. Am I delirious? Do I feel a heartquake? This is critical. How much Heartquake? It's such a good song. (laughs) So six years after that, she comes back to the diva role, Mm. and we love her as Wilhelmina Slater in Ugly Betty, our ice queen with a heart of not exactly gold, but she's got a heart. <laughs> it looks like she's having fun. It's the way she can control an entire room with the raise of one eyebrow for me. Yes. In her career, it's still going. She was on a Broadway show last year. It's called POTUS. She played the first lady. She's picking up roles on a bunch of different TV shows and generally just killing the game and I would expect nothing less. Now we're at the part of the show where we take a page from the patron saint of this episode, every episode, (laughs) who also happens to be a multi-hyphenate of her own, Tyra Banks, and ask the question, did you learn something from this? I did. You did? Yes. What'd you learn? I definitely learned that Hugh Jackman is not Hugh Grant. (laughs) (laughs) To be determined. I ain't never seen them in the same room at the same time. Now, hold on now. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for you. And I think that it'll help us kind of synthesize the episode. What's your question? At the beginning of this episode, we talked about the perfect multi-hyphy role. The role that feels like it was created in a lab just for them. Do you think that these three multi-hyphenates that we talked about today have had that role? And if not, what is our dream role for them? Let's go one by one. Okay. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, I'm going to say no. Not until he gets the opportunity to perform in something that he also had a hand in creating um, from a production standpoint. Oh, okay. See, I was like, I remember watching Dreamgirls and... Oh, uh, him as Curtis. I was a man who tried to be good. I was always misunderstood. You can't play fair. I be to me. You gotta get way down and show your danger I remember thinking in that moment, like, wow, he looks great. He's singing. He's acting. Yes. More of this. More of this. More of this. It was so good. He wasn't, he didn't get a chance to be as funny as he's able to be. But I like this idea of him being a part of creating it. What about Kiki Palmer? Kiki, Kiki just needs some more time. That's it. I think so. I think she's just still cooking. I think everything she does now is great. 
But I think we haven't even scratched the surface of what she's capable of. I love what Jordan Peele said about her as being like Black America's little sister that's like super talented and always has a job. For those that didn't grow up with Kiki Palmer as their little sister, I think Nope was the moment where they were like, oh, she's talented. Yes, I agree. What about Vanessa Williams? Vanessa Williams, I also think that she's going to get a role at some point that I think it's going to be something that is meaty for her as an actress, but um, allows her to display um, her singing voice, you know? And, And I think that if we get the chance to see her in that kind of role, especially as an old, like a, a, an older woman, that it's going to blow us away. Would Vanessa Williams not play the best Disney villain? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it wouldn't even be close. Oh, my God. She would be so good. She would. No one would be the same. <laughs> She'd be so good. But one other thing that came up for me is just like... I just think we should all appreciate how hard it is to pull off a successful multi-hyphy career. Like, For sure. When you look at all these celebrities who try to do it and just get laughed at, it makes it even more impressive that these three were able to pull it off. Especially when you realize that even people as successful and talented as Jamie Foxx and Kiki Palmer and Vanessa Williams were all met with resistance when they tried to cross over from one industry to another. Do you think that maybe part of the reason why people don't have the sort of respect or regard for the multi-hyphenate the way they should is because being a multi-hyphenate in and of itself uh, sort of indicates a kind of ambition? Yes. And people don't necessarily want to see your ambition? Especially from women, especially from queer people, especially from black people. Okay. Okay. You said it. It's like... There's this clip from this world-renowned philosopher. Her name is Nicki Minaj. And she was talking... It was in the middle of her feud with Little Ken. She she was like, everyone loves you until they see you as a threat. When you don't make moves and when you don't climb up the ladder, everybody loves you because you're not competition. That's real. That is so real. That is real. And when you think about it, when a multi-hyphy happens to be Black and a woman, it really just means more access to power, which is more of a threat to the status quo. Ooh. Right? Absolutely. I actually think it's really patriarchal to confine people to one thing and say, oh, if you do multiple things, it diminishes your ability to do this main thing or to Mm. do it well. I don't Mm. think that's true. I think just because you're super talented at something and you got to the top quickly doesn't mean you can't be just as good or better than someone who dedicated their whole career to it. I agree. We're good at different things. Mm. We run at different paces. At some point, we're just going to have to accept it. I'm everything, baby. I'm every woman, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Back Issue is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. I'm the host and senior producer, Josh Gwen. Back Issue was created by myself and Tracy Clayton. What's up, girl? Our producers are Janelle Anderson, Zandra Ellen, and Ari Saperstein. 
Our editors are Leela Day and Emmanuel Hapsis. Our managing producer is Bria Mariette. Our executive producer is Leela Day. And our intern is Noah Camuso. Today's episode was produced by Noah Camuso and edited by Leela Day. Our sound engineers include Sharon Bardales, Davey Sumner, Jason Richards, Jade Brooks, Marina Pais, Pedro Alvira, and Raj Makija. Art design by Cadence 13 and original music by Raj Makija and Donwell. Executive producers for Pineapple Street Studios are Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Regarding Josh. You can follow the show on Instagram at Back Issue Podcast. And you can use the hashtag, hashtag Back Issue Podcast on Twitter if you're an agent for chaos. Because we really shouldn't be on that website. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever free podcasts are sold. Leave a review. It really does help. I will see you next week. Audi. 3,000.